Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here! ...with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Is your savings just sitting there? Well, put it to work. A premium online savings account from PenFed earns way more than the national average, so you can get your savings working on earning you a vacation or a new kitchen or that fancy exercise mirror. Apply at PenFed.org slash savings. Premium online savings account holders must agree to electronic delivery of account opening disclosures and monthly statements. $5 minimum required to open an account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Hello there, listeners. This is Jim, the Keys bartender. How are you today? It's a beautiful day. Got a little sleep last night. Went and worked out. Dropped it. Well, not exactly in that order. Um, it's beautiful weather right down here. A little chilly. I'm not going to talk. Like I said, I'm not going to get silly about it. If you wanted to find out what the weather's like in Key Largo, you always check. Like I can check when I'm watching a football game and saying, hey, I wonder how fucking cold that is. Is the football as hard as it looks? No, the football itself, when it gets real cold, the football's hard to hold. That's, you know, all that happy horse shit with winter. So, we're down in the Keys. I'm going to talk a little about, start talking about a little secret that some people don't really get all the time. But it's for people that are regulars. And it's for people that are tourists. And I'm going to let you in on a, a bar restaurant secret. This is it. So turn off everything so you really pay attention to this. You may have to write it down. So this is a big secret in the bar restaurant industry. And you may be able to apply it in other industries. This, this is the secret. At the end of the night, the servers and the bartenders would like to go home. Yeah, that's that's right. You've heard it here first, didn't you? Some of you did. They, There are unique situations, but I have to say in 90% of the time, people like to get their places closed up and out of there when they're done. Think about yourself at work. Wherever you work, think of yourself like a student at the end of a long school year and summer's rolling around and you're waiting for the last day of school. Well, that's what it's like at a restaurant. You just want to get out of there. So for those of you that say, what time your kitchen's kitchen open until we see 10 o'clock and you think, oh, I might be able to make it there at 10. Ooh. Well, I mean, you can do it. You can. Technically, you can. It is not wise to do that. And people say, well, that's not customer service. Well, these are unique times. These are unique times, aren't they? No, they're not. People like to leave at the end of their... Just this past weekend, on Saturday night, we had a, a nice crowd. And with... The Keys in particular, because people are up so early in the morning because of the fishing culture here, 
usually at 10 o'clock, we'd have to say we are 90% empty at that time. People leave. They start leaving at 9, 9.30. They go home. They move on to other places. There are people that stay up later. There are people. But it, it doesn't have that culture of a late night thing because there's not a lot of resorts, spas kind of thing where people lay by the poolside. There are places for that. And that's more of a yeah late night thing. You you stay in, you know, you stay out till two, three, four in the morning, maybe even later. But here, right around ten o'clock, there's just a couple smattering of people around. And when people ask why do you stay, why do you close so early? I just say look around you. And you were here an hour ago. Remember how many people were here? And I'm just my hands going across like yeah, I'm just. See, do you realize you're one of the last people here? So, Saturday night, it's a table of about six, maybe seven people. And they had finished about 45 minutes early, earlier. They had, a right around the time of closing, or a couple minutes before, they had paid their bill. So 25 minutes after closing, they're still there talking. And they got some glasses on there, and they're pretty much done their drinks and everything like that. So it's about 35, 40 minutes after they paid their bill, and they're still there. And then they look around, and they go, oh, these people want to go. They need to, they need to go. They want us to leave. They said that out loud, and they looked at me, and I, I'm thinking, astute observation, you're really... Very good. Then the group got up and they walked over to a table where the two musicians had played that night just finished loading up their equipment and closing up their area. And they a drink. And then they pursued it for 25 minutes to talk and reminisce and do all these things for another 25 minutes. Uh there's another secret. If, you, uh, if you're still in the building and you're standing around for 25 minutes, you, you still haven't left just because you got up from your table. So we really, we're really not, oh, they're up from their table, now we can lock up. But there's seven people standing in the middle of the room. Well, well they'll figure out a way to get out, won't they? No. No, there's no do it. So that, that's... That's the secret you need to know. Now, the secret for people in the service industry is different from the secret for the people that are using facilities, going to restaurants and bars and things like that at night. When it's time to close, you have several type of people. You got the vast majority of people who leave. Who leave? It's the end of the night. They leave. They say, oh, well, you know, I know when I'm done work, I usually like to go someplace else or home. I don't usually stay at work when I'm done. I'm out the door. Now, some people at work have to stay later and things like that. That's because they're still working. So that's different. And you being there may not keep them at their work. They just have work to do. 
Well, at the end of the night, when there's no customers, the primary work for people in the service industry after they get their side work done and everything is serving the customers. Once the, ser- the customers are gone, then the work is done, by and large. So you have the vast majority of people that know when the place is closing, it's time to leave. Then you have these other groups of people. And one is, one group of people, and it's not unheard of, they're not very observant. It could be diminished capacity because the amount of liquor they drink, or they could be on something else. They're oblivious to the fast, to the whole thing going around them. They don't, they don't see people cleaning. They don't see the shades being, or the, or the blinds being closed and dry, the lights being turned off. And some of them turned up. They don't notice the music's off. TVs are being shut off. Chairs are being stacked. If there was a fire alarm or an active shooter incident, you'd have to think, you'd have to say, oh, these people don't realize there's a fire alarm going. So maybe we should go and tell them there's a fire alarm you have to leave. Oh, oh yeah, there's a fire in the kitchen. You should leave. No. They're just oblivious to them. They're not evil. They're just, yeah, hopefully they're diminished capacity because if that's their normal state, they're not going to be around too long because they're the kind of people that get caught in erupting volcanoes, geysers, staying, you know, this geyser blows every hour, people sticking their head over that, or going down the wrong expert slope on a ski uh, trip. They, you know, are, are not realizing the traffic signals about to change the other way, and there's a truck coming their way. They oblivious people have a way of editing themselves out of the picture. Sometimes, you know, they're they're playing with their phones and things like that, or distracted. They they take themselves. It's it doesn't make them evil. It just makes them less than detail oriented when it comes to catching things. And then there's the, they know it's time to close. There's these people. And it's a small minority. They know it's time to close and they don't care. It's their time. Their time and you're there with them during their time. It's not your time, it's their time. And they just want to do what they want to do. And they say like, listen, I don't really... The way I live my life, this is their philosophy. The way I live my life is like, I don't worry about what other people think or what they do. And you know what? It's a really admirable characteristic to be living your life as if you're dancing as if no one's watching. I understand that. But when you're dancing in front of a rushing train or in the middle of an operating room or where people have other things to do, then you become one of the people that are just, you, you become an asshole, dickhead, douchebag, all those things. All those things you hear people call, you're like, well, I don't take in consideration for that because it, it, it interrupts my quality of life. It interferes with my quality of life. I don't concern myself with what other people can uh, care about 
that's how I got to where I am in life and stuff like that. There is a balance there. You can do things in business world and success and professionalism where you say, well, I make my judgment based on the evidence at hand. Now, when you're doing those things, you're really advertising or putting a big sign above you that, yes, I'm aware you're ready to go. And I'm aware that we're still here. We're not ordering anything. We're just doing that. and But we really don't care. It's not of our concern. Now, those people, sometimes, uh, you really can't teach them. You can't teach them. But if they continually do that, sometimes you may have to interrupt them or make it inconvenient for them to do those things. Yeah, and people say, you don't... I understand that... Some people may have the mentality say, listen, you're not done until they're done. Well, that works well at a Smith and Walensky's. But at a family restaurant, not necessarily so. Maybe surprising. Oh, my God. They ask us to leave. Well, there's no why we've we've stayed. And I mean, there's people that would gladly stay and we've seen them. For an hour, an hour and a half, there's all sorts of reasons why they're getting together with some people and they say, well, this is our mutual meeting ground and we're just going to hang out here for a while. And so, well, we do close at 10. Well, we don't have any place to go. What do you mean you don't have, you have, how are you staying down here? Well, you can go in the parking lot and talk to them. If you're going to stand here, you might as well stand over there. You can stand near your cars. Stand in there. If you're, if you have a house nearby, that's why I don't understand. If they have a house nearby, maybe you can go to your house. Invite them to your house if you like having a conversation with them. That's that's a lot of that. Other ones, it's like hotel rooms. You don't. I understand that part. You don't want to invite other people to your hotel room. Yeah, it's clear as day. But you know, at a certain point, if you can't stop talking to them. And you need to keep everyone at the restaurant with you. Maybe it has to be a thing. Maybe you do want them to come to your hotel room. (laughs) That could be the thing. I don't know. There's a lot of swinger groups here I don't know. And that's part of the little secret things sometimes. Now, there's tactics for letting people know. And I mentioned some already. You know, closing their, their checks. You know, Wally World's closed right now. The moose could tell you out front. That's from Family Vacation. Turning up the light. Chef, you may see other things that'll give you. The chef could be, has, you know, the newspaper tucked under his arm and could be making a forceful beeline to the bathroom. The kitchen's closed. He's just, he's taking care of business. That's something else. When you see people standing around drinking, and chatting and something like that. And there's nothing to do. If they stop cleaning because they can't do anything else because they're just waiting for you to leave. There was, uh, I mean, some people do feel as if they're entitled to do these things. Um, One of the things in Pretty Woman was, I think, Julia Roberts wakes up in the middle of the night and she notices Richard Gere isn't there. And they're in the hotel 
and she goes, she makes her way downstairs to a banquet room, and Richard Gere's behind a piano, playing a piano, while there's a guy setting tables and things like that. And Richard Gere just walked, probably just walked into the thing, didn't even ask the guy, I'm going to play the piano. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. You know, the play, he's playing classical piano or as piano or whatever he's playing right there. And the guy, he's rolling silverware, taking care of the tables, is really not a great thing for a guy being intrusive or non-empathetic. But he is kind of like, you can't just leave a guy in a room to play a piano by himself. So if the guy's there, he says, well, I got to sit here and wait for him to finish up. And then maybe Julia Roberts is going to sit on the keys and they just do whatever they want in, in, a, in a property that's, that's not theirs. You're like running around like it's a zombie apocalypse. You can do anything you want because this facility's closed. No, it isn't closed. You're here. We're here too. The worker's cleaning up and you got to get the fuck out. And there's other things, you know, other than the putting up the glassware, wine, wiping down the wine bottle. Here, you you can do things that start like really getting people, getting the message across that you don't want to be here. Or maybe you have to make an incentive that they don't want to be here. Right? That they don't want to be here. And I'm not going to get to... Uh, too graphic with some of them, but one, the one I think would really work well would be, uh, you could do a soft sell. If their people are a little more timid, right? If they look like they're, they're fragile and, and not gamers. When I say gamers, big time gamers, if they look like they're the wine and, or the, uh, spritzer crowd, you could bring out the plastic tarp. And start spreading it around on the floor. And people say, oh, you know, are you painting? Are you going to be painting tonight? You could say, yeah, we're going to be painting. We're just waiting for you to leave so we can bring out the paint. And, th- and then if they decide that, well, we're going to be done in a couple of minutes, they go, oh, well, no, it's not painting, actually. And you whisper, go over to them and say, we have a fight club. But don't tell anybody you have a fight club. If you're here, though, you might have to fight. You might have to fight if you're here. Now, if that's going to help, then you go on to the next thing. Don't, don't even bring roll out the fight club thing because you probably blew your load already if you said fight club because they're not going to believe what you're going to say after this. So if they look they, like they might be, a little, they need a little stronger incentive. Uh, don't say the fight club thing. Just start bringing out knives, saws, a bottle of bleach, you know, some duct tape, and maybe some canvas, more extra tarp for wrapping, or or dark tarp, and lime, maybe a bag of lime. And you can go over to people and say, are you here? Are you guest the Fat Tommy? Are you supposed to be here right now? Because you may not want to be here in the next 10 minutes. I don't think he'll like it. And they can, and if they're reasonably smart, if they start looking around, they see um, the knives and the saws, duct tape and bleach. They might have seen enough 
of CSI and stuff like that to realize, hey, you know what? Let's go to the next club that's open. Let's let's go to the next club that's open. I don't think I don't think we have to hang here anymore. The ambiance is ruined for me. And there's all sorts of things you could do. I know that sounds funny and stuff like that, but you start doing stuff that's shady. If it looks shady, let's say you could, you know, a biker, you could be standing there. It'd be like a, a Bronx tale. What's a Bronx tale? Yeah, Bronx tale. Where all of a sudden shady people start walking in. So like Disney. Oh, okay. Well, hey, listen, there's something going to be going on here, but you're going to make sure that you don't say anything to anybody when it comes up. You know, someone could start bringing very aggressive dogs in where chickens chickens with spurs on them so it'd be, you know a little cockfighting that might be now that 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 may just just you know so gain, uh, people that are gamblers and stuff like hey i may hang around for this this looks a little fun don't make it too exciting for him yeah if the guy has a bent nose and talk, talks about doing mixed martial arts don't tell him about the fight club because you might have a fight club on your hand So, to wrap this up today, some of the dirty secrets I'm going to talk about are people, when the people come into the bar, you don't know, you, you may have known them for years, they're acquaintances, and it's only when you hang out with them and you get a chance to talk to them a long time that you really start getting a feeling for them. But sometimes you really never know exactly what someone's like. You know, there's some really, really sweet people I know. They're very nice people They until I hear them talk about a particular group of people. They might start saying some racist shit and they may start trying to let you know. They use kind of like little code words of saying, hey, they'll say something nasty about someone and they'll see how you react. Years ago, my father and I went to a local bar. And the owner, who was a very nice man, um, uh, was there. But a couple other guys are there that I knew. And I normally didn't hear this from them. I heard them say something kind of off color about a different group of people. My father and I aren't like that. And we're just looking. We're, my father and I are just enjoying a beer. And looks over and the guy says, you don't really approve of what we're saying. And my dad goes, nope, I don't. And then later when I saw them, these guys, they go, oh, your dad wasn't a big fan of that. And I said, you know, I'm not either. I think you know that. And... I said, I'm not trying to, you know, be holier than now, but we're, we're, we're just not like that and we don't appreciate that. So we stopped going, stopped hanging at that place. I didn't know it was like that. Some people use like dropping uh, jokes and stuff like that as a way to test the waters. To see if you could say some pretty horrible shit. It could be about women. It could be it's about sexual assault. It could be about race, uh, religion. And they're just testing the waters to see how you're going to react. And they may be softening you up. Saying like, oh, well, here's someone that is just, they're not going to say anything. 
they're not going to say anything. And if they don't really like it, the people if you start if you start hearing a lot of stuff in a place like that, I w- I would generally leave. I generally leave. I don't like hanging out in a place that would what would you call it? Truck in that kind of conversation. You know they're not really good people. But they do let you know when they're drinking. They do let you know when they're drinking that what they're like. And uh, the, several years ago, I had someone, he started talking about the, uh, it was before the orange guy took over, and we still had our former president before that. And he, he started saying things about him. And he says, do you like, so, uh, and then he said that, and I go, I don't, I do like it, and I don't like that word. I think that's just, you. once you say something like that, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Because you don't have any basis for what what you're saying is something I don't agree with. You could, you could have started with something about the politics and about your thoughts on politics and things like that. But once you went all the way over there, I do not have the time of day for that. I don't have a time a day for any of your belief system. Once you say something horrible. And that's why people testing the waters, they go and say, well, it's history and it's this and that. And I go, no, it's not. No, it's not. I don't want to hear it. I'm pretty much talking about those people that can say those things. And yes, there's people that come in and uh, of a certain group and they may behave badly. That doesn't mean the whole group behaves badly. And that's a problem I have with any generalization of something like that. I do generalize about people that, like if you do a certain amount of behaviors in the, in the line. Let's say, okay, guy comes in, he's wearing a uniform, let's say. And it's suspiciously like a German uniform from 75 years ago or 78 years ago. Let's say 78, because that would be, no, 78 years ago, 70, 70, yeah, yeah, that would be 1945. And you look like wearing that, well, he's just wearing that, he may be one of these things. And then he starts talking about um, Aryans and how, you know, important it is that Aryans are are the the master of all go, wow, okay, maybe he's just playing a part. And then he starts saying some hate speech about Jews and African Americans and all that stuff and what they should do. And then pretty much they fulfill the whole thing. They they go down the whole, they check all the boxes to let you know how that person is. So when someone sees you driving down a road and you have a Confederate flag on the back of your truck, you just checked one of the boxes. For somebody to let you know how they are. And then you may check another box by saying something horrible about a group of people. You check that. And the person just makes an idle threat about, let's say the same person in the truck makes an idle threat uh, to a certain group of people and stuff like that. And you say, well, listen, you're, you're just confirming all those things. You're confirming all those impressions that we have. 
of what we thought you were like. And the chances are, with those secrets and stuff like that, I, I do appreciate, the one thing I do appreciate with people that have those flags and, and all those things when they check the boxes, is they let you know, in uncertain terms, this is how they feel. But there's other people that don't have the flag, but they feel that. And they're just afraid to do it because they're afraid for their job. They're afraid for the social stigma. You're afraid, you're afraid for that. Jesus, that's the worst. That's, you don't have the balls to have this hateful ideology out in the open. You got to be of about it. The nice thing about the pandemic is that it took, and, and the last five years was, I think we started to find out who were the race, racist and bigots. Now, I understand that you may have political differences. That's fine. That is fine. You don't have to, I understand you don't like socialism and all that stuff, whatever you understand socialism to be, or uh, whether it is government-run health care and all that, how much you worship the flag and all that stuff, the our flag or the flag of the treasonous uh, uprising from 160 years ago, right? Civil War, the Stars and Bars, Confederate flag, uh, the, either the battle flag or the, the flag of the Confederacy. I I mean... If you're hiding it, that means you're ashamed of it or you're afraid to let people know. Why hide it? Just put it, put them out front. Put it in front of your house. Let us know. Let us know what kind of person you are. Put it right next to your Christmas decorations where you're celebrating the birth of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'll let you know this that I'm pretty sure if you actually believe in the things that you're espousing secretly, you actually believe that and you also believe that there's an afterlife and you'll be judged on your behavior, that you will get huge black marks. If that exists, chances are, unless you know, chances are you will not be go to heaven. Do not, if you're sitting in church as someone that thinks that people should lynch for the color of their skin or the religion that they have, or they should be shot, abused, this and that, any group of people for what they do, what they wear. And even, and, and the same goes for if you think someone is a police officer automatically deserves a, you know, to be shot. If you think that and your your mom goes to church and stuff like that, I can tell you pretty much that if you think that it's all right to kill people, uh, discriminate people and stuff like that, that guy that you're worshiping is not going to be pulling for you in the afterlife. Not a secret. You just see it. And obviously, you don't, probably most likely you don't care. You don't believe that. You do that as a a thing that it's another way to keep people out. Say, so, yeah, oh Jesus, I just believe in the Bible and do this stuff like that. Do you think 
a the Jewish Messiah would be anti-Semitic and anti-black and all those things, then you're sadly mistaken. So you can't have two of those beliefs. You get, I think you have to be diehard, you racist, hateful person. You, you should be worshiping the devil. You should be worshiping the devil. The devil's your, your, your savior. Pretty much. It is. And um, the only time that people openly celebrate the devil is because they want to point out the hypocrisy of the people that worship Jesus sometimes because of the hateful theology that comes out of there. So, you know, people are so open about their religion. They want to they have these after-school good news clubs for kids to pray and all that stuff. But in the back, in their, in their basements, they have Confederate flags or pictures. Uh, let's say there's a picture, uh, someone keeping a bunch of nostalgic uh, advertisings, advertising from pre-World War II that denigrates African-Americans. That's, that's incongruent. That's incongruent belief systems. There aren't. There's very few people that can thread that needle. I mean, that would be a different type of, you know, Aryan Nation Nation theology and stuff like that. That could be more your thing. So you better follow that thing where, you know, a white Jesus, you know, hates the group of people that you hate. So that's like an offshoot. That's that's a crazy, crazy belief system. But the more the middle of the road stuff, yeah, chances chances are you have those items and you believe that slavery wasn't that bad, and lynchings that weren't that serious, and and you don't, you know. So if you don't, if you believe those things, let go of the open things you do with the Jesus stuff, because that doesn't. That doesn't work. I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, this is Jim the Keys bartender, hoping that everyone is doing well. And uh, if you're pissed off because I said that stuff, then uh, you, you just remember, I'm not telling you you have to change your belief system. I, I'm just disagreeing with you. And I said... I'm saying that you can't really do both. You can't be mainstream Christian and a racist. Sorry, you're not going to have it. I'm going before you. You know, and I'm not, you know, much of a believer. But I don't think he'll want to hang out with you that much. You know, that'd be that kind of friend that says, well, yeah, he's a racist, but he's a really nice guy. And he likes that old black man down the street. Okay. No, that doesn't work like that. Um, also, uh, I, know, I don't have a lot of listeners in, in that part of the world, Eastern Europe. Some. Uh, I'm hoping that things do work out in the Ukraine. I hope. Putin sees the error of his ways and realizes that he's going to be doing much more harm than good 
for his family. If he thinks he's going to break up NATO and bring about the reunification of a reborn uh, Russian empire, uh, good, good luck. I don't think that's going to work out. It's a it's a good way from the maintain power because he's, you know, saying, well, the West is like this and we want to do that. And he, he might think, well, as long as I'm being anti-West, I might keep that up. But I don't think so. And if once hostilities uh, start, you never know where it's going to go. You never know where it's going. We could be in, in 24 hours, we could be in a world's different situation. And I hope it isn't that dire. I hope it's not that dire. But uh, to all those people in that part of the world, uh, Ukraine, Eastern Europe, uh, please be careful out there. I hope uh, cooler heads prevail. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye. into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra. Extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SIMPLE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SIMPLE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SIMPLE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up.